Uh, I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna plug in. I'm just gonna plug in a real mic. Fucking yeah, do it. It, it would help a lot. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you sound okay, but it's definitely not as clear as when. Well, you guys are lucky. Mic. You guys, for this shit, I'm just okay. Sound. You don't get the premium sounds. How does it sound now? Oh yeah, I mean, you sound a yeah, zillion times much clearer. Sure. Yeah, it sounds a million times better for sure. That's pretty good. I think. You say something else. What's up? Yeah, we're going to be talking about Marvel and whatnot. We can do a little bit lower, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's good, I think. Welcome to Podcast X episode 47. It's been a little while, like probably like a month and a half. So we said we were we did two in a row and then we kind of disappeared for a bit. But that's I was sick, Rob was traveling some, and and Kofi was holding it down. We can't blame Kofi, but it's it's Rob and I's fault. Probably mostly my fault, but um, we're back. We're gonna be talking Marvel today. That's just sort of an update on everything that they got going on. Um, you know, Madam Web tanked at the box office. A few of us got a chance to see that. Um, so we'll, we'll touch on that a bit, but we're also just talking about fantastic forecasting and, and other things that, uh, Deadpool trailer, things that have kind of happened in the past couple of weeks. So that's what's on the agenda today. I am your host, Ben Kendrick. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Keys. Hello. Hey, I'm going to make a recommendation. Um, let's start with just getting all the shit out of the way. So maybe we can open up with your thoughts on Madam Web, a movie I'm probably never going to see. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, we can we can close out with uh, with Madam Web. No, no, um, start. Oh, you want to start with Madam okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it out of the we're, way. <laughs> we're going to turn this thing off really quickly. Uh, and we're joined, as always, by special guest Kofi Outlaw. What's up? um so so, kofi did you get a chance to see madam web or am i the only one that ended up going i assume you did right yeah you guys are crazy like i'm running like a whole system of podcasting states i have to see everything there's about 50 other things i should be watching right now as we're talking but I'm, i'm here (laughs) <laughs> um cool so all right the uh i i mean if Co- like if kofi's seen it and i've seen it rob hasn't seen it i guess we can start off with uh with madam web i actually really liked madam web no i'm just kidding i didn't really like it very jesus much. Ben. We, the best the best uh analogy that anybody that i saw it with like I mean, we knew this thing was going to be a mess because the last time I had to show up at a theater at like one o'clock in the afternoon on a Monday and was not allowed to bring guests to the screening was Morbius. So I <laughs> definitely was like not optimistic, uh, you know, that this was going to be a thing where we were going to be pleasantly surprised or something one day before it came out. But I tried to go in with kind of low or like low expectations and just try and enjoy it because I mean, I'm a fan of like you know, some of the the women in the film. And I just, in general, I thought it was kind of cool. It was a little bit more of like, I mean, it's not really a period piece, but there's kind of an element of that, I guess. It doesn't really play any role in the film other than to not have any of the Spider-Men in it. But I was kind of curious just to see like what they would do with this. I was always a little skeptical of sort of the premonition, um, you know, kind of mechanic of the movie, I guess. And 
I mean, unfortunately, like it didn't do much to sway my reservations going in. And I was sort of actually still ended up being disappointed, even though I went in with kind of low expectations, just hoping it would be kind of a laughable, fun thing to to watch. But there were kind of two two things that came out of my conversations following the movie. And one was like, <laughs> a friend of mine, Leo, said, I, I want to see the movie that like Ezekiel Sims is seeing in the movie. Because like he's having these visions of, you know, cool Spider-Men or Spider-Women coming in, like kicking his ass and stuff like that in their costumes and using their powers. And literally all of that is in the trailer. I think if you've seen the trailer, you've seen all there is to see of, of the three spider women in their costumes. Bro, and then, it's been like a week. You don't have to talk. He's like, this is a secret. It's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The other thing that he said, Oh, that like I had kind of said is like the ridiculous thing about it is like, it's, it has really mediocre action. And part of the problem with that is then you have to watch it like two or three times because you know, you're, you're experiencing these premonitions initially, and then you're sort of seeing it play out like slightly differently. But it's not fun to watch those things multiple times because they're not actually all that cool of action set pieces. So, I mean, it's just, it's just a mess. Like there's weird, like a weird tangent, you know, like where she goes and travels to, to South America. And I mean, it's just, it's very weird and choppy. And, you know, you can tell that there was probably like a two and a half hour version of this thing that just got kind of hacked to pieces in editing and reshoots but yeah, I mean, it, it really is not an enjoyable movie, even kind of ironically. I know some people have gone and sort of been entertained enough by it. I mean, if this thing pops up on, you know, a streaming service for free and you want to pop some popcorn and watch it one night, like I wouldn't be mad at that. I think I did have fun with certain like moments in the movie or aspects of it, but it just it's just so vanilla for what it was trying to do. You have an evil Spider-Man kind of in this movie. And there's only about like a minute where that's like scary or horrifying where like, what if, you know, Spider-Man was like kind of like Batman from the Arkham games or something, you know, like living in the shadows and swooping down and like knocking dudes out or killing them and stuff. There's like two minutes of that, maybe one minute of that. And then it's just kind of him like running along the sides of buildings and not being able to web swing and stuff. Like it's a, just sort of a budget Spider-Man that isn't even scary or intimidating. I feel like they could have really leaned into that, but it's mostly that he just like walks into a room and like starts snapping people's necks. Like it's not, there's not a lot of interesting things that happen there. And he gets hit by a car twice. And that's not like, because we saw a premonition twice. It's like he literally, there are literally two scenes where, Dakota Johnson hits him with a car as a way of like stopping him from hurting people. So I don't know. It's just devoid of anything kind of, it feels like everybody came and, you know, the actors were trying to do their best thing and they were, you know, people were like optimistic and passionate about doing this thing. And then it just did not come together. And it, it really, I mean, it's a non-starter, which is a bummer because I would love to see those Spider-Man or Spider-Women. I keep saying Spider-Man, but Spider-Women, like movies because I mean, that was actually like, cool. They look great in the costumes and the different versions of the characters are, are different enough that I think it would be fun to watch like a team up film with the three of them with, you know, Dakota Johnson sort of acting as their like professor X or something. But I mean, we're not going to get that. And it's just, it's sort of a wasted, a wasted thing. I, I don't know how you feel about this Kofi, but I, I feel like Sony has learned the like wrong lessons from Venom because Venom is just this weird 
kind of spin-off that sort of works just because seeing Tom Hardy like arguing with himself is like entertaining. And it's it's so kind of gonzo and over the top that that it's it's sort of ridiculous and fun, but it, it kind of works well enough because of the premise. And so they've sort of said, okay, we're just gonna go kind of nuts with these things. And we get all these like really great actors doing really like weird things in an effort to kind of be like wacky counter programming. And I mean, Craven, like I, I can't even begin to imagine what they're going to do with that movie. Now there's like, there's zero possibility that movie is any good. If it's following this same kind of Morbius and, and Madam web template. So, I mean, it looks bad from that trailer, but I like, I don't know. I honestly have no idea how they're, like what they were thinking when they were kind of putting all this together in the way that they've, with the tones that they've sort of set for these movies. Um, I guess the one positive thing to say about it is it probably costs a lot less. So they're going to lose less money on this one than, you know, some of the studios have recently, but that's about it. <laughs> Ever the optimist, Benny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um all right. Well, I'm curious. I'm sure you've talked about it on Comic Book Nation, Kofi, but I would be curious, like, kind of what your your take was on this thing. Because, like, otherwise, why would I be here? If I'm like, yeah. hey, what the fuck am I doing? Um, well, we're yeah. talking. To, I mean, people want to get into the other stuff. We probably want to talk about like the Marvel stuff. That's all. But, but yeah, I want to know. What no, you I mean, um, I think a, a lot of. I worry about all of you who've been in the industry too long. I think you've, I, I don't know if you guys look in the mirror and you know the difference between like your pandering film Twitter persona and the real you anymore. Like there was like a lot of sliding <laughs> in what you just said between those two things. Um, first of all, I hardly disagree. I don't think that the actors came out and did their best and, and fucking went for it. Like, and, and oh no, it's not all. Yeah, no. I think this movie was pitched as something. I think Sony quickly lost confidence in it as a concept and was just like, what? And then <laughs> didn't want to invest in it or maybe Spider-Man No Way Home completely fucked it and changed everything because they were like, oh, we could actually make money with some of the Spider-Man stuff still. Um, and they don't want to invest in something like Madam Web with their main Spider-Man. But like, this was obviously a movie and the only appeal this movie ever had was some kind of crazy back to the future story about Peter Parker's birth and the forces of the larger web of life and spider totem mythology around Peter Parker and his birth, which is a very, you know, long storied thing from the comics. Uh, you had Emma Roberts in here, Adam Scott playing uncle Ben and May Parker. And, and this whole series of events is happening at the time. Peter Parker is born. There you go. Like I said, air fries they don't use any of that. And you kind of skipped over a lot of big pieces like the fact, yes, everybody said about the costumes, they're not really in the movie, but we have a whole first act that centers around Uncle Ben and identifying Uncle Ben and meeting May Parker and, and Mary Parker. And, you know, even Cassandra Webb being involved with the game of naming Peter, Peter. And we never hear Peter Parker. We have a scene where the baby's born. We never hear his name. We never learn anything about him. There's no significance to him. It's just some weird side Easter egg to have Emma Roberts and Adam Scott in this film at all. Um, it makes no sense because we don't acknowledge anything remotely close to Spider-Man in any kind of way in the film. So 
it felt like they tried to then, I think Ezekiel Sims definitely probably had like a deeper role that was about the web of life and controlling fate and doing all this crazy stuff. But they clearly changed all that to just a Terminator movie with spider people. Um, that's yeah. what this is. It is straight up Terminator. And, you know, Dakota Johnson is a fucking incapable, stupid ass Kyle Reese. Um <laughs> trying to protect these Sarah Connors, right? And that's what this movie just tries to do. And it tries to get by you by just throwing you in and being like, okay, here's a really stupid exposition scene with this villain. And by the way, as people have pointed out, people who are really you know good at film tech, the ADR with Ezekiel Sims, it's like he's in a foreign film. They clearly had to re-record everything he talked about, the entire context of yeah. his character, and none of it matches up if you pay attention. Like if you're watching yeah. him in any speaking scenes, they either like use his voice and voiceover in these weird kind of dreamy sequences where he's just like moving in different shots. <laughs> They've clearly just merged together because they can't show him speaking because he wasn't speaking or wasn't speaking so those lines so much that they couldn't fix it. Um, so it's just like you hear his voice and see imagery of him, but it's all in this yeah. surreal vision world where there are apparently people can meet each other. Uh, there's a lot of weird shit like that in this movie. Um and so, like, yeah, this movie was clearly, you know, everybody involved in this movie got pimped. Let's just put it like, in Big Daddy Sony was the pimp here. Like, <laughs> they signed them on. They got all these hot young actresses, like, sit, yo, the Sydney Sweeney. Like, this, I mean, if you haven't seen the pimpery and all this, I don't know what to tell you about pimping. Maybe you just don't understand it or because you're, like, I don't know, one of the whores, I guess. But if <laughs> you look at Madam Webb, they had these girls out here. They were like, look at everything, everything except this movie. Marvel went full fucking Nero from Star Trek screaming fire everything when they fucking had this movie coming out. You know, we got all this other shit that you now want to talk about. You're like, let's not. And they got to you. See, they got to your ass. Ben. Yeah, You're sitting yeah. up here like, let's not talk about Metal Web. Let's talk about all this other stuff. Marvel's like, yes. <laughs> Exactly. Let's talk about everything else. But no, I mean, and these poor, these poor, everybody involved in this film, I feel bad for. They got straight up pimped. The studio came in. They were like, "Yeah, we ain't giving you no fucking Spider Man, not for this shit." And they were like, "You could have Britney Spears Toxic. We'll get that cleared for you. There's some money, uh, and build a movie around that shit." And there is a major second act plot point that is built around Britney Spears Toxic playing multiple times. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's just, this is like the point where superheroes movies, like, yeah, we've reached that point where we all feared back when we were in the screen rant days and we were talking and this was all starting up and we were all expressing our anxieties about, you know, comic book properties and the richness of that lore getting pimped out and hoard out to studios and doing weird stuff like that. And we're here now, baby. There yeah. are like, there's a scene where Dakota Johnson is holding a Pepsi can that was clearly they were just like, we're gonna have to pay for this movie, and we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> add fucking whatever sponsor it is later, but hold this green wrap this green tape wrapped can and pretend to drink from it, and they later inserted Pepsi because I guess they were like, we'll throw our money into anything, fuck it. Um, yeah, I mean, they have like a full set piece at the end that involves a Pepsi sign. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> Pepsi's like heavy in this. Yeah. yeah a yeah. Pepsi sign is, is, is like Alfred Hitchcock level set up in this from the very beginning <laughs> and becomes the yeah. final silly ass set piece 
where I think it's the Pepsi S is the real savior of this entire movie. Um, <laughs> it, it, it literally saves the day. And all Dakota Johnson does is realize the Pepsi S is going to fall off. And that's yeah. pretty much the end of Madam Webb's climactic battle. Um, <laughs> so, like, yeah, man, it, it's just this is that point where it's just like, wow, we've just started using the shell of a superhero movie to just product, place, pimp franchises, hold on to IP, control characters, like, you know, that's all it is. No franchise universe. And I wrote an article on comic book about, did this kill Sony's franchise, you know, Spider-Man universe? And it's like, sadly, no, because they Forrest Gump their way into never really ever building a whole franchise. And so nobody really looks at this as a franchise. So they can keep one-offing it. Like, they get, you know, people, Venom 3 is going to come out and nobody's going to be like, well, this doesn't connect to Matt on web. They're just going to see the last of Tom Hardy talking to his fucking self. When Craven yeah. comes out, nobody's going to be like, well, is Cassandra, is he from the same Amazon as Cassandra Webb? They're just going to think it's a, some movie that, about somebody that somebody's going to probably have to explain to them is even related to Spider-Man. I think the bigger question is not does it kill it with fans, it's, once you get all these movies that Sony threw into the pipeline in the pandemic out of the pipeline, you clean that shit out and all the fucking nasty sludge in there, are they going to invest in any more of these? Because Venom's ending, Morbius has been shit, Madam Web has been shit, Craven's probably going to be shit. Like, like, just give it to Marvel or let Marvel run the ship and collect your bucks on the side. Like, and get into animation, get into all these other forms, get into the TV shit you're doing with Amazon. Like, go do that Silk TV series and make that halfway good. You know, Netflix it from the ground up again. But, yeah, stop this whole little fucking experiment. I I can't see them going with another wave of this shit after this. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, certainly standalone, they aren't working. Venom is kind of a strange exception. But also, Venom is one of the most popular characters in comics and has been for 25 years. So, and, And Tom Hardy is quite a lead for that. So that 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 works on its own, and they obviously <laughs> has some internal confusion about which universe he's going to end up in, given what happens in those post credit scenes where he gets pulled into the MCU, then pulled back, and there's no real interaction with Spider-Man or anybody. And who knows if Secret Wars will will affect that or or lead a path towards you know Venom and and uh, the Tom Holland Peter Parker ever interacting, which is what fans I think have been waiting for for a while. But yeah, I yeah, it's a weird that- situation. Sorry, Ben, go ahead. Well, I'll just say one thing just to like in response to something Kofi said, like when I was saying, you know, I think people came and they showed up and they tried their best. I think the thing that I was thinking the most of is like the spider women, like actresses, like you could, yeah, anyway, I think that winds up. I, think it lines up with what I was trying to be nice, but that was a pandering line. Yeah. No, I think the spider, are you fucking serious, dude? I think these girls came to set. They were just like, Jesus, this is ridiculous. They did a day of shoots and they probably <laughs> took some of that budget and it was 80 million, by the way, 80 million. Yeah, yeah. And they probably went and they probably got bombed around New York City partying. Like, I'd almost get <laughs> Maybe. I just, I felt like with them, I felt like that's what you're talking about when you're saying, like, you know, pimping people out. It's like these girls got promised, you guys are going to be the next generation of spider heroes. Oh, and yeah. I'm not saying they were like great performances or anything, but I felt like they were excited and like I could tell that that was like with them in the suits, like that was like, you know, it felt like this could actually be something, but the rest of the movie is just so bereft of any kind of like heart or 
or any kind of innovative action or anything that it, it just dies like right on the vine. But look, my but yeah, I mean, I, Dakota, Dakota Johnson's going to quit this shit after too much longer. Cause that, that press tour was, woo, that was brutal. crazy. And, <laughs> but Sydney Sweeney, yeah. is, it is her era because she smiled and seduced her way all through this whole thing. And she never blinked once. And she yeah, talked yeah. all the comic book questions. She faked the knowledge. She did it all. I can't even yeah, watch yeah. a certain interview by a certain company, by a certain person handing Dakota Johnson a comic book, which was like, I had to turn that shit off. I was like, oh my God, this is too painful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for sure. She was very, uh, she was very forthcoming in the, uh, <laughs> in that press tour. I like, I haven't seen the movie yet. It's like, well, okay, well, it's, uh, it's awkward. Um, all right, so Rob, you gonna go see Madam Web this weekend? No, no, and I'll tell you why. And it's like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, going back years ago when they first kind of announced this, I remember having calls with some people in the industry, and they're like gauging for input on whether this thing can work. And I was like, "Fucking no! What are you talking about?" And they, they went to CinemaCon and announced El Marotto, who fucking appeared in like one oh, comic right. panel. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, guys, what are you what are you doing? You have one of the most viable IP in the history of you know modern media and and you're you're working so hard to dance around using that character like you have the chance to really build a spider-man franchise and you even have the option now in animation which they're doing and in live action with working with disney of integrating it into a larger universe if you want to and they are like i don't think you could in my head i can't think of a worse way to do this than what they're doing right now like i just talk about fumbling the bag like what what are they doing i do not understand the plan um at all uh and even on their own they they can't make quality products and i don't know who to blame you look at like the writers of this thing and they wrote like what gods of egypt and they wrote uh, morbius too morbius it's like why yeah. as a as a studio or a producer why would you keep that workflow you know it does not produce results financially or critically. So like you, you need to retool right away. Instead, they've been doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on this. And I'm just trying to figure the, the business aspect of it because they don't need to be doing this. They, they have, and maybe Marvel's blocking them, but they have like multiple Spider-Man, Peter Parker actors who they just brought back in one of the most successful movies with No Way Home. And it could be building around Andrew Garfield and having him appear or something, it makes something out of it. And maybe Marvel saying, no, we have to focus on Tom Holland for what's coming up next. And I don't understand. And now there's reports saying Spider-Man four is already in trouble and there's creative confusion. And they're trying to rush it against Marvel's wishes to have something out next year. You know what I mean? And it's, Oh boy. Um, I don't understand it, but just, just the reason I didn't see this movie is not because I knew it was going to be terrible. It's just, I'm so burnt out on bad product. I just watched, a combination of things. I watched Argyle in theaters, which I thought was fucking terrible. And I watched uh, Rebel Moon, which I don't think we talked about in this podcast yet, on Netflix, which was god-awful. And then I watched, uh, uh, for some reason, I watched The Machine on my airplane. And I was like, I horrendous quality media is burning my brain. And I just can't, I couldn't do it. I, I just couldn't, I don't have it in me right now, Ben, to go see yeah. Madam Web. And maybe I'll watch it on an airplane someday. And that's so weird coming from me. No matter what they are, Morbius included, I usually go see these things, but I just can't. Like, I feel like I can't because I care as much as Sony does about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Um, no, it's just so interesting. And by the way, the, the Dakota Johnson of it all, like, I, I don't know what they're doing. You cannot put, throw someone on a press tour like that. 
as a face of a, a you know an element of a larger IP in a time when people are questioning whether there's fatigue in this franchise and they're questioning the quality of the product and have her doing interviews where she can't fucking name Tom Holland's Spider-Man movies and doesn't know anything about the franchise. It's like, you can't do that. It's like having Michael Fassbender go out talking about Assassin's Creed, you know, when you made that movie and saying, Oh, I didn't know they tried other video game adaptations and they didn't fail. It's like, how the fuck are you producing this movie, Michael? If you didn't know the last 10 video game adaptations completely bombed and that you are now part of the problem. You know what I mean? Like you can't, these guys are ambassadors when they go around the world tour and they're going to be on talk shows and they're going to be blasted all over social media. You have to be fucking on point. Otherwise you're not fit for the role. You're not just playing uh, day duties on set for 60 days. That's not how it works anymore. You you are doing the press tour. You know what I mean? And, and Sydney Sweeney is riding a high for her other work and doing anything but you for Sony as well. And like crushing it in hot ones. And she's like a, you know, one of the top trending people on social media, but Dakota's not all of her trends are her, shitting on the movie in SNL and her not knowing what she's talking about in junkie interviews. And I think uh, it's it's not surprising she let go of her talent agent just before this. And I, I assume her publicist are next to go as well um, because holy fuck, what a disaster. Um, there are people writing articles about the press tour more than they are about the movie. And it's like, you know, that speaks volumes. And I'm tired of this. We, we, we fixed this problem 15 years ago. DC is fixing this problem now. Marvel starting to retool and is and is in like a fucking revive era uh, where where all the stuff we're going to talk about next is not even product it's like advertising for upcoming product because uh, that's where they're at right now. Um, but Sony, I mean, come on, and and uh, your your boy Lorenzo Di Bonaventura here I know, is I the know. problem behind all of this. I mean, it, you look at his other shit he's been putting out on TV and film, and it's just you know he was in part responsible for that Jupiter's legacy bomb on Netflix, which is one of the most expensive things they've ever done on Netflix. And it was a disaster. Um, you know, uh, I did not like transformers that as much as you guys did. And, and when we Wait, asked what, what was Jupiter's next, legacy, who was that? That was, uh, that was the thing was where it's the Mark, Josh, it was Josh Duhamel. Josh Duhamel shot in Toronto, yeah. Mark Millar thing. Um, Oh God, like that's right. Superheroes and shit. Yeah. yeah but it cost $200 million. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, disaster. So, so you know, um, this guy produced Doom Annihilation. So I'm like, I, you know, I, obviously he's not a quality control guy now. He's turned into like just a run of the mill business thing, um, and he's lost the narrative. There's no plan for this. Just like there's no plan for Transformers right now. We asked him about that, and he's like super unclear on what's coming next. Um, fucking GI <laughs> Joe Energon Universe, bro. The yeah, but he also did Snake Eyes and fucking killed that. Right off that so. Yeah, we don't need that shit. We the comics right <laughs> yeah. now. The Energon Universe in the comics is one of the best GI Joe Transformers story I've seen in years. Well, I hope we can do that maybe with with another team <laughs> that that this one, um, but. Uh, that is a yeah. bit of a bummer with him because I felt like like when we interviewed him for some of the Transformers movies in the past, like he seemed to really actually care and understand like fans wanted to see Grimlock or fans wanted to see, you know, different different characters. And like I feel like he at least understands that, which is why it's so weird that some of these things, like Snake Eyes is a good example, and Madam Webb is obviously another one where let's it's just like, where is the fan? that asked for think, this version of the movie, you know, it's yeah. like, and it's that's 20 projects. The only one I kind of think is good is Bumblebee. Everything yeah. else I think is bad. Even that infinite, the infinite movie with Mark Wahlberg, holy shit. These are yeah, just like yeah, bad yeah. products. And he's making money on some of them. You know, Meg too made money, but it's not a quality fucking film and you can do both, but I, I don't think he can deliver 
quality takes on these IP. Um, yeah. right? and, and if he's assembly, if he's responsible for putting these writers together, then fuck, he needs to get out. Uh, I'm not saying he is, I don't know, but this team, I do know they're not doing it and they haven't been doing it for a while. So whoever the fuck's in charge, um, needs to change it all up. Like now, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. we're done with it. And, it. and I imagine, and this is the weirdest thing. I imagine Disney and Kevin Feige must be fucking furious with whatever Sony's doing. Cause this is hurting the whole industry. When you put out yeah, yeah. a fucking terrible product has the Marvel branding on it, you're hurting everyone. Cause like this just feels to, to a random consumer. There's like, Oh, it's another Spider-Man Marvel thing. And it's bad as well. Just like some of the Disney plus shows were bad. And some of the movies last year were bad. And it's just, it's all shit. You're bringing everybody down. Um, and like, I think Marvel will be like, just stop making movies. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't yeah. do it. Stick to the spider verse. Cause they're nailing it there. Um, and it's really weird because Disney is partnering with Sony on like they're going to be doing their physical home media distribution and uh, Sony's selling their stuff to Netflix. So like, you know. Somebody I don't needs know. to pitch Bob Iger. Uh, when you got back in the office, what the fuck did you do about Madam Web question? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he came back in and was like, shut this shit the fuck down. Cut every one of those Spider-Man fucking – get that shit out of here. Like – yeah, you if I were Bob, movie and die in it, like we're not. Yeah, you would buy those out, right? Like I, honestly, and it's you know, given how our thoughts on the, how they handled Batgirl, what Sony's doing with the Acme Coyote thing, like uh, there's like mixed feelings there. But for for reals, from a business standpoint, for the health and longevity of the franchise, if I were Bob Iger, I'd be like, okay, we'll make this deal for you. We're going to handle help do distribution internationally. We're going to do home video stuff with you guys, and I'll give you uh, and I'll cut 150 million dollars off the, off off the bottom line for you guys. But you cannot fucking release Madam Web. And, and Morbius and maybe and Craven. Craven. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> just like pretend they don't exist. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Which is like, I don't actually feel that way, but that feels like a very Bob Iger thing to do. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It just is, this is so, so bad for the industry. It's bad for Dakota. It's bad for fans. Like you can't stop doing this. Just make Spider-Man movies. You have so much potential there. Like how is this so fucking bad? Also, of all the fucking characters, why don't I just make a Doc Ock movie? Like, what the fuck? Like, it's just anything else than this. Um, yeah. 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 Like, there's so yeah. many cool stories to pull from. They're choosing the fucking ba- – ones, A, no one cares about. And two, they're doing such a terrible job adapting and being creative with it. So, uh, anyways, also, that's my spiel. Yeah, Afro-Latino ladies out here. Nobody can fucking tell you who they are in Madam Web, uh, the two non-white characters, and – Batgirl got killed and this shit got to live. Like, man, it's, uh, we thought it was like going to be a whole Afro Latin girl era. We were all prepared when, you know, Supergirl was going to be Sasha Kale and we were going to get Batgirl. And oh, true. Man. Yeah. At least, uh, Isabella Merced is like sliding into Hot Girl, right? And then she's yep. also Dean on The Last of Us or whatever next season. Yep. So at least she's going to pivot out of this. I'm sure she's yeah, I'm sure Sydney Sweeney will be fine, but Oh yeah, no. Uh, I mean that's that's like yeah, they've cleaned her up, they got her off euphoria. She's not, you know, playing a drug dealer getting kind of or drug addict getting taken out by uh the inner city boys now. She's she's got that middle America clout. She's she's got a Glenn Powell, you know, and now she's kind of uh she's just doing her thing. It's her time. All the weird dads lingering in the in the doorway too long, being like, Who's that? Like, you know, we're at that point now. She's getting on Britney Spears yeah. ever. Yeah. I guess. It, I, so is. Uh, oh yeah. So um, Celeste O'Connor, who's the other Spider Woman in it, she she's in the Ghostbuster movies. So I guess she got something going on too. There you go. Another Sony 
Yeah, I think that's another Sony joint. Yeah, that's yeah. okay right now. I'm okay with that because they got Reitman involved. I, I actually quite liked uh, Afterlife. Yeah, the first one. It was this good, next yeah. one looks okay, so we'll see. Yeah, I hated that. Show, yeah, but this new one, the trailer for this new one, actually looks pretty good. So it was. <laughs> you hated the last one. Oh. It was fucking terrible. What do you? I think people oh. are smoking crack, and I don't think people. Are <laughs> worse than this bullshit we're talking about? Come on, it's like a goddamn Oscar I, I winner mean, compared to Webb. I mean, yeah, I mean that's true. I mean, Jason <laughs> Reitman, like, it's gonna be like it's not gonna be yeah. the same level of bad as this. That's, that's all I'm looking for in the compare. studio. But this is not a movie. Like it's not like we always joke, but like this is not a functional movie. I actually disassociated <laughs> from Madam Web. My brain disassociated. Like I was fully awake. Staring at the screen, but I realized that I had lost time after a certain point, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" When she went to the Amazon and started talking to spider people, my brain literally did a Homer Simpson. It was just like, "Okay, I'm out," and then it just left. Yeah. And then I don't think I clocked back in until I realized she was back in the city, fully like, "I am now full Madam Web," and I was like, "Wait, what the <laughs> fuck happened?" I was like, "I don't yeah. think I missed the whole thing about the genetic disease and her mom." My brain literally turned off, and I wasn't even looking at my phone. I was just staring at the screen, and I think I must have been thinking about like life and how I got here and what particles were made out <laughs> of or something. I don't know what the fuck I started thinking about, but I just came back and was like, "Oh my god, this movie is still on and it's so stupid." Uh, I mean, the funniest yeah, shit about the section you're—the yeah. funniest shit about the section that you're talking about—is they like straight. Like Doctor Strange astral plane her ass in that where she gets like whacked in the stomach and then flies out of her body and has like this like memory experience of her mom's like time in the Amazon and shit. Like, it, I mean, it was nuts, man. That was uh, Rob. When this movie comes out, though, you have to. I I beg you to watch like the last ten minutes of it because okay. oh, I mean God. the end of the movie. The, the end of the movie is like. Uh. It's like the origin of how she becomes blind and shit. And it is. Oh, they like, went there. Dakota, yeah, Dakota Johnson is doing like a whole other thing like after that because she's like fully become like Madam Web. And it's basically her whole thing is like Madam Web has no personality now. And she's like just kind of in the fucking Matrix. Like she's not like they, like people are talking to her and she's just like. I don't know, like disassociated or something. It's very, 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 very weird. And she's just like sitting in a chair, like staring out like a window. And yeah, it's great though. I mean, she, like you could tell at that point, like if there was a point it jumps the shark, it jumps it probably 50 times in the movie, but it slides into a whole new level of like wacky camp and stuff. um, Is that like supposed to be the exciting setup for the sequel? Yeah. I mean, 100%. The last shot of the movie is like the three like girls in their spider women costumes with Sydney Sweeney kind of like astral projecting hovering in the air behind them with her like red like outfit on and like oh Rob it's the it's the dumbest fucking image (laughs) if you think the beginning of the flash was dumb there is a new champion for the dumbest piece of imagery ever in a comic book movie it it is the worst. It is this like, it looks like everybody rated uh, like, uh, you, you know, Hot Topic or what's that costume? Spirit Halloween. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. Like her costume, they put her in the full Madam Web, the visor, the long robe, the muumuu robe. Like 
all oh, wow. of it. They even put her in a wheelchair. They even Professor X her ass at the end, which was Did they make her look so old too? not needed. <laughs> No, well, she, she just fucking seems kind of yeah. She seems kind of yeah. old though because of the way she's like acting in that scene. Yeah, she's it's all like... in her full. Before this, she's been like spunky, <laughs> punky Cassandra. Now she's like full mom mode at the end. Yeah, she's like, she... and so, and then there's this. She sees this vision, and again, the visions in this movie and how they work are so bad. But it's just she looks out of her big window over New York City, and she sees this image hanging of the sky of her at the top, and it's almost like a cross. It's in the shape of a cross. And she's at the top, and then, like, the spider women are, like, underneath her arranged, like, you know, at the points and bottom of the cross. And they're all connected by this gross-looking web that looks not like a web, but, like, more like splooch. And it's just, like, and it's the worst image with the worst costumes. It, it is just, like, whoever, like, layered that image over this other one, it's just so bad. And you're just, like, wait, what am I looking at? It's like if somebody made a fan film and you were like, good, good attempt. They love the characters, but they got to work on their on their, you know, filmmaking for a fan film on YouTube. It's ridiculous. I'm texting you a shot. You can't see her in this one, but this is like imagine her like hovering kind of off to the left of them in that shot. Okay, that's I'm going to try and find the actual image, but that's the closest I've found to. Oh, so this is from that final scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's oh. from the close of the movie. Like, it would basically, like, this movie is a, a Marvel movie that doesn't have a post credit scene. And, like, this is the post credit scene, effectively. It's like, you know, you smash cut to, like, a month later, and all the, you know, the girls are, like, living with her. And then there's a shot of her kind of, like, yeah, I mean, what Kofi's describing is, like, she has this premonition of them becoming spider women and her being kind of this guardian, you know, mother figure. I, I love how it, <clears throat> in this movie, and this is from the comics as well, but like their masks don't actually cover their face at all. So it's like, what the fuck's the point? <laughs> like, like, what is? Uh, I don't understand. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, uh, in none of the. No, I mean, facial and and finding people by facial recognition is a major part of this movie because Ezekiel Sims, oh, the the most we hear from this guy is in the first scene where he goes to a symphony and sleeps with this girl or this woman. He wakes up in bed and. He sees – he tells her this weird story about him having a vision of these girls killing him and looks at her and says, I'm going to kill them first. And this lady's still like, oh, and she doesn't get out of bed. And then he basically re- reveals that he's there to kill her because she works for the NSA and he's going to steal NSA tech. So he steals the Bush NSA tech right when it's developed <laughs> in Hawaii, right when Snowden <laughs> sent it on the thumb drive over here. And then he steals it from this lady and he uses it. <laughs> to recognize their faces by with poor uh, Zoe Mamet, who's just like pops in and out of this movie inexplicably as his girl in the chair. And like, yeah, yeah she has to now implement this NSA tech she's never seen before, but somehow can instantly crack. And they use it to not even find the girls through facial recognition, but to take his dreams and sketches and then match that to actual faces like people and that's how we track yeah. down these girls so clearly the they had to fucking think this all up and reshoots later okay because just to set the plot of this movie in motion about why this guy is after these girls like it's really bad. yeah and the dumbest shit about it too is like the impetus for the girls in the climb in the climax scene to be captured on facial recognition because like she's hiding them with ben parker and what causes them to like go out into the world while she's in the Amazon or whatever and arrives just in time to like help save them is that they like Peter is being born 
And so like Ben Parker is rushing Mary to the hospital and the girls leave the house that they were staying at instead of just fucking staying inside they get in the car and then they get facially recognized and that's when Ezekiel Sims like comes after them in the in the final battle like it's it is the dumb decisions that people have to make in this movie in order for the plot to move forward is I mean we've seen a lot of dumb movies but I mean there are some really really bizarre things that happen in this movie yeah if anything credit to them for sitting down and doing the puzzle of okay we shot these obviously we shot these major action scenes and set pieces now we don't have a movie anymore what the fuck do we do to string this together yeah uh and i feel like the costume stuff because there's this costume stuff is so specific it's kind of like the marvels where you can tell like that whole scene with captain marvel in the supreme intelligence was obviously not some weird half-ass second flashback that blink and you miss it. It was obviously a whole sequence that they cut out of the movie and then just used yeah. pieces of, and there's so much of that in Madam Web, like all the flashes of the girls in costume. It's also weirdly specific. It's like, clearly there was something else here beforehand. Yeah. And like, yeah, we're just got to use this somehow, but like, yeah, it's just like a movie where Dakota Johnson. It's like, okay, the whole world thinks I've kidnapped you three. Um, I'm going to leave you in the woods. You guys will be all right. Uh, just stay here. And I'm going to keep driving the same cab I, I stole. She, she With a number stole. on the top of it. <laughs> yeah. This, this lady drives around, and as Ben said, her two primary weapons in this movie are two cars, a cab and an, and an ambulance. <laughs> two Sweet. of the most trackable, you know, vehicles <laughs> on the road. Well, the first act establishes – that Ezekiel Sims like frames her. So she is thought to be like a pedo kidnapper in this whole thing. And there's like a whole first act series of jokes about her being a pedo kidnapper while they're in her cab, like escaping after their first encounter. And it's just like, then she goes, okay, I'm gonna leave you in the woods. And then she just goes back out in the world. And it's like, there are no, like, I know the other two, but like, I mean, if there's some missing blonde little white girl and it seems like her family is like, pretty well off like somebody they're gonna be you know stop points and checkpoints and all of this but it's literally just no like ben said it's just we're gonna drop off here and let the girls just vibe together or let dakota johnson vibe with ben parker which is a whole other weird thing because it seems this movie unless i'm wrong suggests that they were banging at some point yeah uh, i think there's so. this whole yeah. yeah this whole uncomfortable conversation where he kind of Again, says to her, like, I've met somebody new. And she's like, yeah, whatever. You're going to be banging me, like, in the back of the ambulance. And then he's, like, all quiet. And he's like, she's like, oh, wait, like, this is serious. Like, it's so special. And he's like, what's her name? And, of course, we never hear the name May Parker. He never says May. He just doesn't say anything. But it's just like, yeah, man, it's just like they just let the actors either banter and vibe while they had to come up with, like, some other way to keep moving the plot forward. And each way they come up with is so stupid. Is it yeah. is it is it meant to be like this is supposed to be a younger version of the Ben Parker from like the fucking one of the existing Peter Parkers we know of? They have, yeah, I mean, oh, absolutely. Explain, it's definitely Ben Parker that will eventually because he says some like great power with great responsibility shit, right? Oh, I is heard that, that line. Yeah. With responsibility yeah. comes great power. Or something gets. Uh, I mean, they they're tying it all together for sure. Oh yeah, no. I wonder which one. First, is it? We don't know, but we don't set in yeah, two thousand three. So by time, yeah. it, it has to be – I think it has to be Tom Holland's, and I think that's what they aborted at the end. I think because oh, I they said yeah. it in 2003 instead of like 
Well, you could have done it in the 90s. There's really the only thing that tells you this is 2000 is Ezekiel Sim has a tiny cell phone and a Bluetooth headset and the facial recognition. Yeah. Otherwise, right, you could have right. knocked this back to 1993 and it wouldn't have fucking mattered. Like gotcha. nothing would have been that different. Um, but because it's in 2003, it has to be Tom Holland, Spider-Man. And I think that's the part where they were like, fuck you. <laughs> like somebody finally from Marvel <laughs> Universe was like, hey, what do you guys do? Wait a minute. Like, <laughs> fuck you. Like, and yeah, no, no way. You are not making this weird whole Spider-Verse shit part of our Tom Holland, you know, origin story. Fuck you. Um, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, one of the first jokes, I mean, the opening scene is the ambulance being driven and her and Ben Parker trying to get somewhere because they're paramedics together. And one of the fucking first jokes is, you know, somebody's like got shot at or got shot and, he, and they're like, he's like, man, this world's crazy or something like that. And she's like, what? You never been shot at in Queens? And it's like, uh, <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> The yeah. uh, this this whole movie ninety percent of its problems get solved if the Spider Women just had powers at the beginning and they were like teenagers and they didn't know about each other and they don't really understand their powers together or powers and they kind of come together and she becomes like this person that forms this team and at the end they actually fucking get in these like suits or makeshift suits or something and there's like cool action but we don't get that and everything else is like jumping through hoops then to try and kind of like explain why these fucking teenagers are like, you know, important. It's even weirder than that. Like they each play distinct Spider-Man characters from the comics each. And they have little Easter egg nods to each of their powers and what makes them different and all of that. They even like tell you that uh, the one girl uh, it's Maddie who's J. Joe to yeah. Jameson's like related to it, but never how she's a black girl. We're like, everybody's like, what? <laughs> like what? Yeah. And it's just like a throwaway line. Like uncle Jonah. And it's like, wait, who are you? What? What yeah. in the homecoming is this? Are you guys just like, is the whole Spider-Man universe just interracial love getting down everywhere? Like in homecoming. Cause it's still the best use of interracial couple I've ever seen with Spider-Man homecoming. Cause to really fuck with your head. Cause you were the racist, not them. Um, but like, <laughs> Oh man, my earphone died. Oh, you son of a bitch! All right. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean we can here, but yeah. Um, no, it's all good. Yeah, we could we could go on for days about this. Madam Web doesn't want me to speak. They don't want my voice to be heard on this. But um, yeah, there's so much. Rob, you have to see this just like you were watching the room or something, like just for the kitch. Yeah, that's how it. Yeah, yeah. it is. All right, maybe I, I can. I need some time first to reset my. Mental health. It's, maybe maybe when this hits home video, I'll, I'll bring it up. We can talk about it. It's just maybe, it's <laughs> weird, man. Like it is really weird. Like it's a weird, weird, weird. Just like it feels like a relic in a different way than Morbius felt like a movie from like the late '90s superheroes or something. It's like it feels kind of even worse in that capacity. Which it is, it is worse because we've learned so much since then. And it's so frustrating that millions of dollars were spent and, and presumably some of these people made millions of dollars behind it. And yeah. like, just, just to like shit this out in the theaters who have to put it in front of empty crowds. <laughs> they have also, uh, I, I think Sony has buried photos of this ending that I saw online before because I have been trying for the last 15 minutes to find you this picture of her hovering over them at the end. And I, I am coming up short. So I don't know. No, that's okay. I'm not too enthused to see it. So <laughs> I think, description's enough. but in the end, I think you should wait for the director's cut and then check it out. I don't think we're ever going to know what's really going on with this until we see that director's cut. Do you think there'll ever be such a thing? 
No, I'm just fucking you. I just keep like <laughs> <laughs> the director. Really on this was, the director on this is actually like she's done a lot of really great stuff, though, right? Like, I, I mean, obviously, like I wouldn't lay the fault on on her anyway, just given the situation with the way that Sony's been kind of fucking setting this universe up. But yeah, the director. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. by the end of the film, films. the directors don't matter. Yeah. 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 She did a little bit of succession one episode, which is great. But she did some stuff. She did the Game of Thrones pilot or something, right? Well, one of the pilots that did not got canned, she she directed a Yeah, it was the Naomi Watts one, right? Yeah. So Yeah, even the guy did Morbius did shit like Safe House, which I which was a great movie for me, like great action movie. Um, I like Safe House. Life. I like Life. Life which is awesome. Yeah, love life. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, he had done some. He did Easy Money, Snap a Cash, which is also good. Good. That was the one that made Joel Kinnaman a star. Um, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. So Daniel, like, and he then he got man, then he got fucking Morbius. So I guess, you know. yeah. Actually, looking at her. Uh, oh, she did the S.J. Clarkson. Uh, yeah, S.J. Clarkson has a lot of experience, man. Yeah. Like, you can't look she at these directors. That. I'm sure they sign on for something. Think, she did one I mean, of the, yeah. I mean, after the last couple of things, you got to think it's going to be a struggle for them to have any chance bringing in a good director. I mean, any director is, you know, has options. Should not be taking jobs for the Sony Marvel Universe right now. Yeah. No hell no. Yeah, in the 2010, she had on TV on Smash. She did Heroes, Dexter, Ugly Betty, House, Banshee, Bates Motel, no, Banshee. Uh, Orange Is the New Black, Jessica Jones. The Defenders, like, Succession, I mean, like, yeah, she, I mean, she's one of the better fucking directors from the 2010s on, like, so, now she yeah. made Madam Web, she's got to live with that, so, yeah, like I said, Big <laughs> Pimp got, Daddy Sony, trauma. Yeah. yeah, Big we Pimp Daddy Sony, man, <clears throat> they really um, did him dirty, uh, but let's move on to other Marvel stuff and talk about the, the general dying of this whole era and franchise. <laughs> We shouldn't keep it so yeah. specific. That's wrong. <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah. When you guys want to, you news hounds want to take this away, Rob, you, we kind of dominated the previous conversation. So maybe Rob, you can walk us through some of the. Well, yeah. Well, look, it's, it's no secret. Marvel studios and DC, everyone's in a struggle right now. And they're all in like operation reset mode of sorts. Um, Big bad Bob Iger going on investors' call saying they're going to slow down output, and he kind of pointed a big old vocal finger at Marvel. Uh, mainly, I think, obviously because of their Disney Plus shotgun approach, which was you know yielded very little quality results except for may- maybe Loki, right? Um, and WandaVision up front. Uh, and so Marvel only has one movie coming out this year, and it's a Fox movie. <laughs> it's uh, or would have been a Fox movie. It's the long-awaited Deadpool finally got. Uh, it's trailer de- debut during the Super Bowl, and Disney touted this as the, the most watched like trailer of all time. But you know, the big uh, asterisk there is that they included the 123 million people who watched the Super Bowl and assumed yeah. that their watching of all of them were sitting down with, to watch the 30 second spot, and they counted yeah. that as people online watching the full trailer, which is you know whatever. Point is, a lot of people saw it, and it generated massive hype, and, and rightfully so. The trailer is pretty good, um, and it seems like they're bringing back everybody from Deadpool 2, the whole X-Factor team. Uh, minus, of course, there's no, there's no TJ Miller coming back from this franchise, of course. Um, yeah. 
And uh, I, I am curious if Brad Pitt as the what was his name? The the invisible dude? The Vanisher. I just watched Vanisher. Yeah, Vanisher. Yeah, Vanisher. Yeah, sick yeah. if he shows up for a cameo. Uh, well, yeah, he but the, I don't to. know. He just just as hard as I mean, is in scenes without seeing him in scenes. Yeah, yeah. It'd be funny if um, it was invisible and you're just like, "Hiya, Brad." I'm here the whole just, time. Like, <sighs> yeah, he just he's, he's he's the MacGuffin at the end of saves <laughs> saves the day. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, <clears throat> you guys saw the trailer, Chris. What you guys think? But you know, this is this is the 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 real sort of you know, it's been references to it. But this is the the merging of the MCU and what was the uh, Fox X Men universe. We get to see the TVA from Loki. We get to see uh, shots of you know, Captain America, Thor and Iron Man and Deadpool looking at that. So fans are going to lose their shit over that. And, uh, you know, while they showed a lot of restraint in this teaser, it does show <clears throat> the silhouette of Wolverine at the end. And, and now the speculation is running rampant over whether we're going to see Ian McKellen and Sir Patrick Stewart return after they kind of hinted that they may reunite for something. And uh, if Owen Wilson's going to show up from the TVA after, you know, being in two seasons of Loki. So um, I thought the trailer was pretty fucking cool. And, Funny enough, and I got called out on Twitter from the podcast X Fandom for this. When we spoke about like how Disney will handle an R rating in this character, I said something like, you know, they're going to do R rated violence probably, but you're probably not going to see pegging in Disney's Deadpool. And the opening line of the fucking trailer is Deadpool referring to <laughs> having done pegging before, but <laughs> Disney hasn't. I couldn't believe it. Um, yeah. So good on them for doing that with their big debut Super Bowl spot. But um, yeah, I mean, I, it's generally, it's, it's honestly compared to all these other Marvel trailers over the last couple of years, this one's exciting uh, for me. So I'm curious, did, did you guys dig it as well? Uh, I don't really dig any trailers anymore. I'm going to be honest. There's, there's very few trailers because even to get me hyped and because even though, they kind of get you hyped. You then see the movie, and you're like, "Damn, I love this trailer." See uh, Terminator uh, Salvation, but um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They don't get me like too hyped. Uh, it was nice to see things, but I feel like there's also a lot of misdirect. I feel like we got like the opening act of this film only, but it was interesting, and, and, and at least it sparked something worth talking about besides just Deadpool and cameos. I mean, we talked about Pyro being in it, so that was a cameo, but yeah, it, yeah. it clearly is the first film where I feel like we're really leaning into there being no barrier between the Fox and, and MCU universes that ever since they made those moves on Disney plus with the Netflix shit, the X-Men shit and bringing that all together that like, they are just making it one big sandbox for this multiverse saga story, because this is clearly a merging of everything we saw in Loki and Deadpool, including Eliath or whatever the fuck that monster is. And it seems like this story is just kind of Deadpool being sent as either like at, being kind of pumped up to think he's being a hero, but well, he's really being sent on an, like an assassination mission. Um, yeah. And he's going to like a Mad Max wasteland, which is the void that realm we saw in Loki where, all these kind of sh and there's going to be the kind of Deadpool meta fun we like, right? Because the void is going to have the remnants of all these other comic book movies that came before it, uh, before the MCU. And, you know, you even see like the 20th century Fox logo buried in the ground when he gets fucking kicked into it. And it's just, I, I feel like the meta commentary and humor about these franchises, the absurdity of all these arguments we've had over the years about what belongs where and this, that, and the other. And ironically, I think, you know, Rob Keys will get like a little bit of validation in kind of an exploration if 
of like whether it is a good thing that all these things end up under the same roof or was it better to have them under different roofs where we got different things and, and, you know, generally had more comic book movies and didn't have this shit like we're having now with, with the MCU. So I feel like it, it at least hooked me because I feel like the subtext of this movie could actually be pretty good and pretty funny. And I don't think Sean Levy and Ryan Reynolds are going to miss. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I'm I am excited for the movie. I think the trailer. I was actually hoping to get a better shot of Wolverine in the trailer, just because I was kind of, you know, I mean, we've seen the images of him online. Like, I don't really understand why they're withholding that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's fun to see some of these characters back, and I am optimistic about this movie for sure. But I, I don't know that the trailer itself like was necessarily any more than I was expecting. Um, thought it was cool though, for sure. Uh, I do wonder, like it obviously opens up with all the familiar characters, including <laughs> our man Delaney as Peter. Um, after I guess the ending of the second movie, he kind of goes back in time to to save all the X Force or all his friends, right? And then uh, uh, I always figured that was going to be the intro point to the TVA coming to grab him for like fucking with time, you know. But uh, yeah, I do wonder if what we see in the trailer is like all you get to see of those characters, and then um, the rest of it's uh, you know. Obviously, uh, as the title would say, Deadpool and Wolverine doing their thing. Uh, yeah. I also cur- curious how they're going to explain the costume, if that's like part of the main canon before Logan happened, or if that's just some other variant of our man yeah. Hugh as Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that would be the coolest reveal from that trailer is like if we see that scene in context and it's like Daniel Radcliffe or something like that, you know, gets him at the beginning or whatever. And then Hugh Jackman shows up, but um, that, I think that I'm kind of hopeful that they will almost do some kind of handoff in this movie with a different Wolverine just to see like, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, Jackman's great. I love Jackman, but I am interested to see a different take on that character at some point. From it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think this will happen with a lot of the main Marvel characters in general. Like, I don't think, I don't think five, six year, years from now, Marvel Cinematic Universe can be successful and widespread without having a Wolverine, a, an Iron Man of sorts, you know, a, a Captain America, all solidified in some sort of Avengers team. Um, yeah. As opposed to what they're doing now, which is like shooting an Iron Heart film and then like shelving it for years. I don't even know what's happening with that. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> all these characters that were supposed to be the next wave are just kind of not happening. Like Shang-Chi didn't have a sequel and still doesn't have a sequel. And it's like, well, <laughs> this is supposed to be one of your main characters going for it. Right? Oh, like, poor why? Simu Lu. Like, yeah. he was just on the carpet. We just talked to him recently in his face. He's such a good guy. And his face was just like, he couldn't say the words, I've been dusted by Big Bob. But, you know, you could tell he'd been dusted. It was just by like, Big wow. Bob, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He yeah, came he back in and just dusted everybody. He's like, yeah, nice looking crew of minorities you got here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Dustin. Yeah. Just, He's yeah, like, bring Thanos back Chad Wick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but t- He's like, you want minorities? Point- there you go. Pedro Pascal's your Reed Richards. There's your minorities. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, that is the way. That is the... That is the appearance of what's happening across all of his franchises, and, and not just on the Marvel side, right? Um yeah, that's fucked up. But to your specific point on Wolverine, I mean, I, th- I think the uh, early reports or assumption is that Hugh, like everyone, 
uh, is expected to return for Secret Wars. And then at the end of that, ideally, they finally introduce the next Wolverine. I mean, if you go back to what Matthew Vaughn was planning for X-Men Days of Future Past, his 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 vision was to have, like, in the two eras, that's how he was going to introduce another Wolverine. Like, he's going to have two right, different right. actors initially, right? And then it became, well, he, he was the through line. He could be the same in both eras sort of thing. You know what I mean? But yeah. That's a shame. It could it could have been uh, Hugh playing the older one, and they could have finally introduced a new younger one. But yeah, uh, but maybe they'll do that now in Secret Wars. And uh, it, it's weird now. We finally get the X Men, new Fantastic Four. We'll talk about that next. We're gonna have a new X Men at some point in a couple of years, and then you're still you're dealing with like Wave Six of the Avengers. So you're never gonna have the the, the peak top tier X Men heroes alongside the OG Avengers. So I feel like they're never going to let that happen. So I do think all of these characters get recast at some point. Right. So, yeah. um, but we'll see. They're in a tricky spot, obviously. And they're changed. They can't even figure out what the next Avengers is going to be titled right now, given yeah. the Kang of it all. So who knows, but uh, this trailer is good. And they followed up a couple days later on Valentine's day, dropping the fantastic forecast, which we, you know, it's been yeah. well known for some time now, but uh Evan Moss Backrack is, is the thing. He's an astronaut. You got Vanessa Kirby as Sue. And of course, Pedro, our man who's somehow also doing a poorly titled Star Wars movie, is also going to be doing Fantastic Four and presumably movies after this. And then we got our man from Stranger Things, Joe Quinn, as our our car loving hot dude, the human torch. Um yeah. in a sixties set movie, which is the coolest thing, I think. Yeah, that is the that was the thing that excited me the most about this. Is just uh. I mean no. Uh oh. What? No, I thought you were like, ugh. Oh no, oh no, oh no. I was saying, like Rob, I don't know if that Marvel doesn't stalk me sometimes. I, I have this weird feeling and I hope because I once in this fit of like a brain seizure slash brilliance wrote this thing about how you could use like Galactus or the Maker to make a great Fantastic Four movie, but what it really was what it was about, and this was before the multiverse saga stuff really took hold, it was I said, like, if you had to get the Fantastic Four into the MCU, one great, like, interesting way would be talking about, like, use the maker as, like, a version of Reed who lived in that hyper, kitschy 60s Fantastic Four when shit was ideal and everything was awesome. Mm -hmm. But as time went on, he, like, made decisions and the world changed and he started to get all kind of crazy. And he ended up resulting in the death of his family. And he comes to the MCU modern day to replace them, right? But... In this one, like the Fantastic Four aren't together. They're not like as like they're not like a bonded crew or a unit or a family. And it'd be a great movie to be like how they're told they have to get together for this like important purpose for, you know, the multiverse and like a group of people trying to form like these bonds and having to like go through the odd fucking turns of being told you're fated to be this like great family or 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 you know group of friends and family and then having to find that and find out the why of that and explain the why of that when you're like these people are fucking strangers like what are you talking about like that'd be kind of fun and like really what what defines family what defines hero fantastic four (laughs) uh i'm in the wrong business fuck this I do love the idea. I think the maker is like a no-brainer for the MCU. You can do so much with that across time. If they and don't put Pedro in a helmet, I will riot. And if they don't <laughs> use Pedro, we all want to see – you know, Pedro got here. People forget. Like, he wasn't gruff cowboy. He was flamboyant Game of Thrones, like, 
guy from Dorn is what his breakout role for is. And he's always the best when he's nuts. Like you go see uh, unbearable weight of massive talent and like, that's the Pedro Pascal yeah. we want. We want like <laughs> yeah, zany yeah. animated Pedro. Cause he is a funny guy. Uh, and so I want to see him be crazy ass maker. Like, I mean, I need to see that. I want him to see being yeah. poor, boring pop, like, you know, spectrum me, you know, read and crazy unhinged maker guy. And I want to see scenes of yeah. them doing it together. I want these things, uh, Bob, make it big, Bob. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it does beg the question of if Pedro plays the maker, do they have a different actor play the new mainline read after this? Um, uh, no, I think you do the can- I, and I've written about this. When as soon as Jonathan Major's verdict came out, I was like, okay, I know where you go with this. You do. I was like, because I think Marvel and one of the things that sucks is Marvel's not dangerous anymore. Everything is so fucking safe in Marvel. The best. Oh, there's one exception still, to that. We'll talk about that? after. Okay. The Thunderbolt news. Oh yeah, yeah. They were gonna kill those motherfuckers, but that would have been that'd have been dope. (laughs) That would have been dope if they had really taken it there. That would have really been dope because nobody's really suicide squatted the suicide squad. Everybody keeps surviving and shit. Like it's like, what's the point of this? Like having to make that private Ryan sacrifice, it would be a dope movie. But Marvel needs to get dangerous again. And I said as soon as Jonathan Major's head thing came down, I was like what you do is you throw in a twist. You, I wouldn't have told everybody we're changing Avengers 5. I know it's hard to keep that out of the trades, but make people think it's still a Kang thing until yeah. like you just have one more sequence of shots. At the end of Fantastic Four, you just have the maker leading or just the other Reed Richards who are all copies of Pedro or John Krasinski and others. The Council of Reeds just is the, what comes in and fucking just wipes Kang out of the map and is like, yeah, you're never going to take over the multiverse, buddy. And then it becomes not quite a villain, but like the misguided, you know, whims of Reed Richards, the ones who don't have those family ties trying to control yeah. the multiverse. And that's where you get the framework for like the 2015 Secret Wars where somebody like Doom suddenly becomes more of an anti-hero. Where he's like, fuck this guy, like, you're not controlling shit. And then, like, he makes his own world, and then you have that kind of shit going down. So I say still yeah. go with that. You got Pedro. You have other people like John Krasinski. You could even bring back Miles Teller. Some people want him to be, like, the maker. Like, get the Council of Reason there. Wipe Kang out in a fucking classic Marvel Comics surprise twist. Oh, you thought this was the villain, but no, it's actually this other shit. And it makes Fantastic Four matter to the larger story, like... It's so yeah. weird that they're not doing this at that at this point. Like it really is strange be. because it does. Seem, yeah, I mean, I guess it's possible, but it seems like it's like too. It's too good to actually be what they're going to do, though, because like I don't feel like Marvel has particularly like, taken a lot of risks in a long time with these movies, and that would be oh, no, not that it would be like say, risky, but, yeah. Ironically, the best twist Marvel ever did was you know. The two-part connection. It was Kevin Feige and good old Jeff Loeb working together. That Winter Soldier twist into yeah, Agents yeah, yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. is still the best shit that I've seen in the MCU in terms of surprising twists. Yeah, Do you remember that? 100%. And then yeah, when was crazy, fucking, yeah. what's his name turned out to be fucking the best villain? Ward. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the best cool, villains. Cool. Yeah, like, and then yeah, he just started like- laying people down and shit. And we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> Pretty boy's fucking badass. Like this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's exactly it. that's exactly it. That was like that was epic sort of cross movie, cross platform storytelling that where we had come to. Is remember we were talking about Agents of Shield? We're like the show's kind of shit. 
yeah, at the time. Yeah, we were all like, and, fuck this. And then yep. like this board guy is just like, he's just like this handsome fucking guy. Like, who gives a shit? And then like four episodes later, he just like murkin motherfuckers like left and right. And everything got turned upside down. That was, that really was exciting. And that was fun. And it did feel like the comics. But I don't know. I don't know if they got the guts to do that kind of thing anymore because they're struggling so much with movies that they think would be sure things anyway. But I mean, that would be exceptionally cool, though, and probably the best version of the pivot that they need to make. But oh, they get all quadrants that all the black America's going to come out and see the scene. And they'll be like, wait, they killed off all them black guys. Like, yeah, they killed <laughs> the whole squad. Whole cage squad got wiped out. Wait, wait, they, they still might. I, I don't know how much I buy into this. Uh, the, that they're going to fully kind of veer away from the Kang stuff because they you know, there's a lot of talk and, and people are asking Coleman Domingo about potentially having that role. And uh, it's they, they fucked up. It's they can recast and you can can continue the story, but the, the problems go further back beyond Jonathan Majors. Like the Kang's whole thing, him being introduced in Ant Man three and just getting like defeated in his first outing. And then like, he just keeps dying and Loki. It's like, he's just imagine he met Thanos and he just like got owned in the first <laughs> movie. And then he came back and they just got lost again. You know what I mean? It's like, he would be the shittiest villain for end game. It's like, yeah. um, you can't, you can't do that for your big bads. You have to have them like actually successful in eliminating or, or fulfilling their duties. And the maker can do some crazy shit. Um, but by the way, to the Thunderbolts thing. Yeah. If you guys didn't see that, like there was talk about, that production delay or whatever. And then THR just casually drops that. Oh yeah. They're the insiders say early drafts had all of the team dying. at the end. Yeah. Like, our team was like reading this article and they were like, Oh, this is, there's some interesting things in here. And I'm like reading through the article, like real quick, just skimming it. I'm like, guys, like this, this definitely this like, yeah, that Thunderbolts thing. is like, you guys were about to have some balls with this movie. What? Yeah, it makes you wonder what Sentry's role is going to be, right? Like, because Sentry's like I, I like to call him Captain Retcon between the like, Sentry and and Secret Wars. Like, I, I don't know how much death actually means for the next few years in this universe, but um, yeah, I, I would love for them to do that. That's kind of like a bolder. That's the Suicide Squad. That's the Rogue One approach where you just take your whole team and wipe them out. But that does kind of derail their plans for the next, you know, the next gen Black Widow, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but it the rest of the characters are useless so they can get rid of them. Right. They, they don't have any plans for Bucky. So, you know, he's not, he's not going to be cap. We got Anthony Mackie now for the future. So, you know, get rid of him. So uh, do we, we'll see what big Bob has to say. Well, big Bob's going to bring Captain- back a new Steve Rogers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If black Captain America is yeah. going right with Kang, like it's just going to get dusty. <laughs> like, shit's going to look like halo this week, man. They're just, oh. they're just out the Dude, yeah, dude. I wanted to ask. Yeah, the, I watched that. That's the screener a couple of days ago. That's fucking. Uh, I was like, yeah, we're doing Halo recaps, and I've been like, damn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, I had a little beep. Yeah, right. Halo this week. Halo this week was uh, was was pretty wild with its uh, with with who they decided lived and who they decided died. I love well, how it's the moment Bokeem finally meets up with the regular cast. They <laughs> take out our man. It's like Jesus Christ. It's. Uh, is that is this i made a joke i was like i was sending somebody a joke about it i was just like i just sent them the highlander gif over the phone there can only be one one. (laughs) okay so just really quickly the for i mean because you you sort of invoked it is halo better this season i still have i have the screen oh hell yeah 
Yeah, oh, it's it's it looks, it looks, sure. it looks, they have, yeah, it they looks have better. real show. Like you go back and try to watch season one after this. It, it's unwatchable. <laughs> like you're just like, Oh yeah. my God. They're like, there's real sets. They, they stole a tiny bit from Andor, not too much, but there's like real sets filled with extras. There's actually each episode of TV is an episode of TV, like with a point with a theme and like kind of things. They even are able to handle non-action episodes with like intrigue and character development and interesting characters. It's not like still not the best TV show on it, but it's actually a TV show this season. And yeah, it, action, I agree. It's real. Episodes are good. It, like, yeah. I, I will say though, like the, the caveat there is like they're still doing damage control in season one. So like the first, you know, we've seen yeah. four episodes. Is what they provided. All they've yeah. done so far is like fix the problems of season one and start to bring all the pieces together. Because he's like weird separate stories of Bookie Woodbine's character and then the fucking the girl on the planet. All that stuff was dumb. It doesn't. Yeah. involve halo at all so they're kind of merging it all under one thing which is kind of nice and by the end of season four it's like okay you kind of have your fall of reach moment and you have your new four leads potentially but the funny thing is it's still not halo like they've done this whole fucking show there's no master chief virtually in this season and there's no halo ring <laughs> so it's like it's right, the john right. 117 show and they're trying to figure out what's going around him i guess um yeah this is they- like a prequel game basically <laughs> Even a yeah. season and a half in, which is mind blowing yeah. to me. But uh, the one good thing as well is that, that the blonde bad girl who works with the whatever the fuck covenant, like they, they've really yeah. kind of cut her out of the show, thank God, because she was awful. But um, oh, so yeah. they're just not like fucking every episode like last episode. No, 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 no. no. Our, our man Pablo said no fucking at all for this character anymore. Like that was a mistake. Yeah, yeah no, that was that was so weird. That was so and, – and, like, she looked so young compared to him. Like, it, it, it was just so not okay. When, the, when yeah. the show hit that point last season, that's where everybody knows, was like, see you in season two. All right. You didn't reach the playoffs, but uh, you got some promise, kid. We'll see you, we'll see you in season two. Um, but, yeah. no, this, this season has actually – yeah, they've identified, like, how to put people in the main slots. The Spartans each get, like – they're not bit characters like they're actually a unit. They actually talk and have interior lives. The reach feels like a real place and better. You know it better than like any of the games and shit. But we are still in a prequel. Like as of this episode and what's happening now in the arc, we are about to get to the beginning of Halo Combat Evolved. And so, yeah, that's cool. yeah. yeah, yeah, we're about to get to and, the first and hopefully game. they'll get armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 no i mean i know from the trailers that's like a whole but i actually respected that because in this latest episode when they were doing the battle and they were like oh they stole like there is no armor for this i was like you guys like you know i respect the ambition to like you because you can have the whole show crash and like i get why they did it because honestly i it's a dilemma because you want to see master chief kicking ass but like those cgi sequences of of a spartan beating up a covenant is like you can it's only handle rough. that for some time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, Even the training yeah. scheme and the climbing look pretty bad. Yeah. But like, because it just, I mean, it's no way to do it. The way they move and the super shit they do just, it looks so uncanny. Like when you, when you actually try to put it in real world physics, like they're super jumping and shit like that. Like, yeah, that looks weird. But like when the stunt choreography in this, and there's like some excellent close quarter combat stuff, like when you can see the actors, like, yeah, Pablo's doing his thing at the end of this episode. And that shit's yeah. pretty hype. So, and the one thing the show does really well, even when they're without the armor, like the the, the Spartans look sizable and mammoth compared to all the regular people. And yeah. like you see John and the others like fist fighting Covenant elites, and like Pablo takes one out through a glass wall. It's like holy shit! It's pretty oh, that was funny. Dope. Yeah. yeah, and he's like yeah. flipping the knife and like putting his stabs in this guy. Like, 
And then, like, yeah, it's it's pretty dope because I've watched it's it a couple cool. times, and it's like, yeah. and, and part of the story is like they introduced John to everyone, saying, "Hey, this is John. He is Master Chief." And it's the first time the rest, the regular army, like militia, understand, like, "Holy shit, this is the guy behind the armor." So, like, that's kind of a cool moment from a character point. It does give Pablo a lot of time to actually be an actor in the show, which is cool too. So, um, yeah, good TV show. Still doesn't feel like Halo, but I'm hoping you know they'll get there. So, yeah, I mean, it's I, I'm going to see what happens when the flood because they've already started talking. Uh, grave face or whatever the fuck that is like so we're starting to get hints of the flood with they're actually using Quan for something useful she'll be kind of like tied to that and once we get the flood in here i'm kind of interested in see what this show does and yeah. like uh, see, seeing a halo ring the armor then they get, they get the flood to deal with and eventually the brutes so there's a lot there's a lot they can do in the future beyond these covenant people so uh yeah we'll see and the covenant it's, actually it's worth watching and think and i'll say finally thank god we don't go to both sides that was the dumbest shit in season one like the Covenant are just scary in this. When an elite comes in a room, you're like, "Fuck, somebody's gonna die." Like, it may not, it's not gonna be Master Chief, but people are gonna die. Like, because they are fucking lethal in their camouflage, and just like in the games, it takes a minute to break through those shields and like actually kill these fucking things. And it's just, and it's brutal. And so, like, yeah, they did a good job of making the Covenant scary. And even the jackals, mm-hmm. like, there's even a scene with a bunch of jackals and shit, and like they're scary. So, better. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I like I. I mean, we talked about it before. Like, I enjoyed the first season enough, but it, I mean, it was rough for sure. So, yeah, I'm glad to hear. Good. Glad to hear this is better. What, when right, does, uh, sorry, when does this? <laughs> is this episode even aired yet, Kofi? Yeah, it's it's out right now. It dropped last okay, night. Good. I, I wasn't sure if it was. Dude, I was like, we're like spoiling. This. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. I I was up till like one thirty in the morning doing the recap. Like, so okay. I've barely slept and. Because we yeah we do video recaps with Comic Book Nation and we have interviews with the cast and all that stuff. Nice. So I was up till one thirty in the morning getting out all ready for all the crazy Halo heads. So it's out now. Gotcha. Awesome. Um, all right, you guys want to wrap up? Is there any other Marvel related stuff uh, you want to? Only thing left is like uh, right after you know the trailer and then Fantastic Four and Marvel came out and finally revealed the day and trailer for X-Men 97 which is all right yeah fuck yeah with the music and everything man so uh, is it Wolverine's baby or is it Scott's baby that's the question right (laughs) well according to according to modern X-Men's comics they tag teamed it so you know ooh no, I mean that's so literally it's a, coin flip. it's a coin flip. Yeah, no, I mean that's literally the uh, that's literally the situation in modern X Men comics is they don't they share. Jean Grey ain't picking yeah. one or the other. She needs her she needs that hairy animal and she needs the captain of the football team and she's <laughs> on the day and they sleep. The, um, you think I'm bullshitting? But this is really like canon in X Men. Like this is a I Hickman mean, chart. Jonathan Hickman drew a fucking chart of their base on the moon in the three rooms. If you could see it. They Scott and Logan have rooms on either side of Jean, with each of them having their own <laughs> private passages from their room to her room without having to go out in the hallway. Like it, it's it's pretty wild. Yeah. And there was like a Mister Sinister gossip drop where he just kind of alluded to them having worked it out and like just being able to like they just there they went for that uh they're their new age baby. So good yeah. for them. Yeah, but I mean the hotter thing was uh, Gambit the Gambit. Wolverine clones, oh, man. As soon as I saw charge, that shit, yeah. I was just like, I'm in. Let's go. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool for sure. Riding well, yes, that's the new fastball special. It's it's riding Wolverine into battle and charging him up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, man. <laughs> hey, if you're gonna do hot claws, you might you might as well fucking do some real hot claws. Yeah, yeah. Really, they did a smart job with the trailer. It's really cool. There's still some fun mysteries to solve, and I love how in the art it's like it says what like new episodes, new era, but it has like the old VHS tapes. And yeah, this is it's, it's it's really That's fucking cool. cool. So um, I'm very excited for this, and all the original directors and showrunners and writers are like super supportive of it all and sharing it positively and are excited that it's breaking records. By the way, biggest debut for all Marvel animation. Uh, it's got more traffic or, or reviews and stuff and impressions than any of like the Marvel what if stuff or the other shows they've done. So um, I think Marvel's finally starting to realize, Oh yeah, this is actually a big deal. Cause this thing, this thing like carried Marvel through the early nineties. It was all X-Men comics and X-Men cartoons, which paved the way right before they went bankrupt <laughs> it did yeah. Them dirty yeah 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 um, uh so there you go that's the last sort of piece of it i guess for the week yeah that looked awesome i don't know yeah there's not a lot to unpack there yet but i uh, yeah i'm excited for that um we've been talking about that shit forever like that's the old screen man underground stuff is our love for x-men oh totally you know, the original x-men comic series or the yeah animated series all right well that'll do it for podcast x this week um i am ben kendrick you can follow me at ben kendrick on all the socials you can check out what i'm doing over at static media we run looper and slash film mr rob keys yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Rob underscore Keys, that's K-E-Y-E-S. Uh, check out our stuff at Scream Ant. We'll be at South by Southwest. And uh, if you're in the L.A. area, I've got a couple screenings coming up. One for the next part two, I guess, of season two of Invincible. We're doing something with the Amazon for that. And then we're working with Universal and DreamWorks on doing something fun for Kung Fu Panda 4 with our man Jack Black. So lots of cool events nice. coming up. Awesome. And special guest Kofi Outlaw. I will be curating the hopefully award-winning comic book Nation podcast show, which has become an official big nation. We have multiple spin-outs. We had a Percy Jackson show. We have a gaming show, an anime show, a comic book-focused show, and we continue to grow. If you want to hear me leave all that work behind and just talk on the raw reel with you, you can always find me over here at Podcast X. Otherwise, I'm out at socials at Kofi Outlaw, but... People seem to know. Don't come at me with any bullshit. So, you know, don't fall into mind, <laughs> Madam Webb, or you will get pimped. Um, all right. That'll do it for this episode. If you haven't given the show a rating or a review on your podcast platform of choice recently, please do so. Um, we'll try and get back on a little bit more of a groove um, again here. Uh, I don't think Rob's doing much. Are you doing any traveling this month, Rob? Uh no, I actually canceled my plans in the month to hang out with you guys. So uh, we should do an episode next week. Okay, awesome. Yeah, we'll do that then. I'll try not to get sick. So <laughs> yeah. that, that's two out of three. And uh, Kofi's always down to podcast. So we'll uh, see you all on the next one. Mm-hmm.